We are learning Daf Tesvav. We're starting from the two dots, about ten lines down, uh, where the Gemara analyzes now the next part of the mission that said Kolam Menachos. The mission was contrasting the Mincha that's normally brought and the Mincha that's brought by the Sota. It said that all Minchos normally have Shemen Ulavona, um, the oil and the frankincense. And the Gemara wants to know is that really true? Is it true that all Mincha, besides for the Sota one, have oil in Lavona? The Mincha that a sinner brings. In other words, this is why the carbon olivioride, certain types of sins, uh, you get off the hook if you are poor from bringing an animal. And instead, you can bring. You can bring a flower offering. Just for example, it's like someone who answers into the base of Mekdash their Tamei, someone who makes a false shvua. So in these, in this scenario, so when by Minchas Chote, the Pasuk says, Rachmana Amar Loisim Aleshem Valoitim Lalavona. It's just totally, totally plain. So what is the mission of saying all Menachos have Shem Lalavona except for the Minchas Chote? That's not a true fact. Minchas Chote does not have Shem Lalavona. So the Gemara answers, Halchi Kamar. This is what the mission is saying. Kol Menachos in Shem Lalavona. All Minchas either have oil Lalavona or both Menachitim so less, or they come from wheat and they come as fine flour, meaning if they don't have shem oil lavona, they at least are wheat or fine or and fine flour. In contrast, it's true, it doesn't have oil lavona, but still, it has wheat and, and sifted flour. And even the minchas omer, which comes from barley, that has oil of Mona and has sifted flour. Vizu, by the Zota, doesn't have any of these components. It's the most plain and insignificant mincha out there. It doesn't have the oil of and it comes from barley, and it's the thicker flour. So we put it all together, and we say that it's unique. And the mission doesn't mean it's the only one that doesn't shaman levona. It means it's the only one that is all the that's missing all these characteristics. It has no shaman, it's not no levona, it doesn't have fine flour, and it is barley. All those things together is an anomaly that's unique to the sota. The Gemara now discusses more about the Minchas Chote. Tanya says in a Brisa, Amr Shimin. Bedin who really it should be the strict law should be Really, the sinner's should have required oil levona. We don't want the sinner to profit. In other words, when you're not requiring it, you're saying it doesn't cost as much. So he's gaining in a certain respect. His mincha is the cost is, le, is less expensive. And then why doesn't it require Because we care so much, it shouldn't have any beauty to, in his mincha. But then, furthermore, what is the din? The chatas which is brought for chalev. Uh, when a person eats chalev forbidden fat, the halacha is that they're mechuyiv echatas, which would require libations. And ola and shlamim requires wine libations. So, so do you hear the chatas should require libations together with it. Shleichotinizka, the same thing. We don't want it to be cost less. So what's the pshat name? I ain't know why there are no wine libations that accompany the karmic chatas. The same consideration, shleichotinizka, we don't want any beautification uh, to be there. In contrast, the chatas of a mitzora and his asham, they do require libations. What's the pshat? They're not a sin. The chatas, the mitzora, and the, and, the, and, the, and the asham, those are part of the purification process. So since it's not part of a sin, um, so therefore they do in fact require libations. So minchas chote, uh, doesn't look good as no shem levona. A regular animal doesn't a regular animal of a sinner doesn't have nisachim, so it shouldn't look beautiful. However, we're saying the chatos mitzvah and the ashram require libations because they're part of the purity. They're not part of. They're not coming for a sin. Ini says the gemara is that true that the offerings of mitzvah are not because of a sin? There are seven sins that Zerah can come for. So clearly, 
Saras, which is what the Mitzvah is now bringing Karbanos, is, is a reflection of sin. So what do we mean it's not because of sin? So the Gemara says, no, it's through, it's, it's the Saras itself that he already got atonement for the sin. When he's bringing carbon at the end, he's just bringing it as the purification in order to be able to eat Kachim. It's not for atonement. So in other words, it's not that we meant that a Mitzvah is not a sin. Of course, a Mitzvah gets Saras because of the sin. But that's already manifest. That's in the in the Nigam, in the affliction. Now at the point that he's bringing the Karbanos, that's not at the point that he needs atonement. That's already just uh, for the purification. Says the Gemara, Elamei Atzav. This is the Pshat, the libations of the Mitzvahs, Chatos and Chatos, Nazar Tivin Yisachim. So Chatos of a Nazar should also require libation of Yishin Balachet. It doesn't come for a sin. After he's the Nazar finishes, he brings a Chatos Ola and Shlamim. So what's the Pshat that there's no libations and such a Chatos? Um, it's not because of any sin. So the Gemara says, Savak Rabla Zarakafer. If Shimon holds like Rabla Zarakafer, the Amar who says, Nazar Nami Chotehu, then a Nazar is considered a sinner. And the idea is that a person is depriving themselves, and, and that's considered improper. HaKadosh Baruch doesn't want you to put yourself, um, to, to deprive yourself of the wine, so therefore it is a sin, and that's why it doesn't have libations. Continues the, 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 the Gemara here, analyzing the mission of Gamliel said that the reason why her carbon is from barley is because just as her actions were, were, were animal actions, so to her, her, her mincha is animal food. So time says in Rise of says All you sofrim, sofrim literally means like a scribe, but it usually means something like I will dash and I'll found this like a beautiful jewel. What is this? Heard Mayor saying, She fed him all the delicacies of the world in order to persuade him in sin. Therefore, that's why her sacrifice is the opposite. It's like barley. Gamliel said back, that makes sense for a wealthy woman who afforded the expensive food and did it that way. What are you going to say for a poor woman? How, why is her so tall offering barley if she didn't feed him expensive food? That's where Gamliel then gave his own explanation. Just as her actions were the way an animal would act, so too the, the carbon is the food of animals. Says the Mishra, maybe the coin then goes and he gets a earthenware little jug here. He puts a half a little of water from the kir. Again, this is now at the, the, the part where she's going to drink the water. So we're going to mix Miguel into the water, which has the shame of Hashem. So it's half a look of water from the kir. A quarter of the look. What's the split between a half and a revius? Why is Rebuda less? We're going to learn later on that there's less words in the scroll that is erased according to Rebuda. So too, he minimizes the amount of water required for the eraser. It sounds like it's like a svara. Really, it's not a halacha how much water you need. It sounds like it's like a svara that to erase the amount of ink, how much water would I need? It's a little bit fair because Bashes, these things are Allah Mishnah and it could be that the Mishnah just means a way to remember it. The Justice Rebuda has less writing on the scroll, so until he has less water for the erasing of the ink. Now we continue. Nechlas Hegel finally, you know, the coin enters into the Hegel and he turns to his right. Malka Mishnah Amma Amma, there was a special place, Amma Amma, why? There, for Tavash, Shosh, for Tabas, Isaac, who above. There was um, a, a, a marble, a, a marble piece, and there was a ring that you could pick up, which might be when you lifted it. No, to offer you would take the earth from under that specific spot. For no sin, and you'd put it in the kli. They share all It should be visible on the water, meaning it shouldn't be just like so mixed in you can't tell it's there. It should be enough of dirt that is mixed into the water that it is visible. Shinemar, as the pasuk says, mina afar from the dirt. Asher yia bekarka mishkan that will be on the floor of the mishkan. Yikach a and the kain will take mina also and it will add. It to the water.
So it doesn't say that it goes into the water. Bama, it says Elamaim to the water. So the implication is that it shouldn't be totally dissolved here in the water, but it should be visible in the water itself. It says the Gemara Tana, it says in a price of Pilya Shokheres Chadasha. It should be a new earthenware cleat. Divir Abishma, according to Abishma. Whereas a uh, Artana must hold differently. Artana doesn't mention that. He must hold even a used one is okay. Matam Abishma, why is Rabbi Shmuel saying it has to be a new one? Gamar Kli, 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 Mi Mitzara. He learns Xer Shab of the word Kli, Kli that is used by Mitzara. So the Mitzara has a special thing where, where when he's being becoming pure, so he takes the um, the birds and 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 and, and they shech the bird and they dip they they they, they dip the hyssop in the blood, uh, and then they, they they send away the other birds, so on and so forth. But one of the things over there is that they're taking a kli when they where they have to mix the blood with the kli. So just over there it says kli malan kharas chadasha. So just over there it's a new earthenware kli. Afghan kharas chadasha. So too here by the soto where it says kli, it has to be a new one that has not been used before. How do we know it's a new kli that's needed? As the pasuk says, and we should shach one bird el kli kharas to an earthenware kli al mayim chayim over the spring water, so that we see that there's a connection between. Spring Spring water that has to be used and the vessel. Just as spring water is no work done to it, it's natural straight from the well. So to the vessel cannot have been done to it. So the Torah is putting a connection to it that it's in pristine condition has never been used before. I wait a second. So now Rabbi Shmuel is learning Saita from Mitzayir and saying that we need a kli that hasn't been used. So why don't we learn other dinim as well? Just over there, the water which is used has to be spring water. It should be straight spring water, and we see it's not that way, right? We see that it's um, we see that it, it could be any type of water. Says the Gemara. Well, actually, your question is according to Rabbi Shmuel. According to Rabbi Shmuel, you're right. We do require spring. Uh, water to be used for this. So, Amar Biyochanan, make here. What kind of water is this? Make here. Right? What kind of water is put in? Rabbi Shmuel, Amar Meimayin, has to be spring water. Amar Meimayin, it could be other waters. What's the pshat? So, Rabbi Shmuel holds that since the sota's water is taken from the kiar, he holds that the sota water has to be. Spring water, very good. It's spring water. According to the Rabbanon and the Hanami, there's no din that we learn from the Torah that the kli has to be new, and obviously then there's no din that the water has to be spring water. So then according to them, the 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 waters of the kiar were in fact not spring water. Okay, now the Gemara has a problem with the Gzeir Shava. We can refute the Gzeir Shava. How could you learn from Mitzvah? There's all these other unique things that are done there with the cedar, with the hyssop, and the wool. Those are unique things. So, just as over there, those details are unique, so maybe the new the new kli is also unique. How could you say the same thing for the sota, where you don't require all those items? So how do you know that we require a new kli? So Amarava, well, the Gemara accepts this point, so we have another source. Amarava, Amarkra, Bichli Chares. The Torah says you should put the, the by the sota. He has the holy water in the earthenware kli. Kli shamatil chakvar. It's a kli that I've spoken about before. Now, the point that we're saying is that from the language here of the pasuk, it doesn't. It, 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 it's just saying bikli charis. It's mashma type of kli charis that was spoken about previously somewhere else in the Torah. It means that we're, you're supposed to go and learn that it's like the kli by mitzar. Just as by the kli mitzar has to be a new one. So to hear uh, by the saita, it has to now. It has to be a new one. Okay, I'm out. That's all, but that's Rabbi Shmuel has to be a new one. But again, the town of our Mishnah held, it could even be a used one. So now the Gemara qualifies that. This, that our Tana holds, that it could be a used one. It's only if it wasn't totally blackened. In other words, it was used, but it didn't become overused and blackened from using it over fire. But if it was totally blackened, it is no good. My time is reason to me the mind. Because it has to be like water. My mind just as water is not changed. So too. The kli should not be a changed one. It could be used, but it cannot be appear differently than the way 
that it was produced. Says the Gemara by Rava, Rava inquires, what if the Klebi did become blackened and then he returned it to the furnace and he whitened it again? What would the halacha be? So now it's going to restine it, uh, it's going to return it to the pristine state that it was before. But me, Amina, do I say perhaps he went to itru itru? Once the Klebi was rejected, it remains rejected. In other words, once it becomes disqualified for usage as a soda because it was blackened, so maybe it remains rejected. Oh, Dilma, or perhaps even the Hadar Hadar. Once it returns to the original whiteness that it has, has returned, and now, um, and now it is valid. So the Gemara says Tashma is being approved from the bride. So it says in Bride, Rabbi Lazar Omer, eats Arab Azo Vishni's last cedar with hyssop in the wool, shave Shabbat with gloves of the Horif. If he slung them, his box behind him, Psulin, they're no good. Why? Because what, what's happening over here is that you're using these things to, to hold his load over his shoulder. Um, and they become possible because they become bent out of shape. That's the point here. Right? So it doesn't speak that out exp- explicitly, but that's the idea. If you're using it to balance your load, it's going to bend them out of shape. Well, wait a second. You can straighten them out again. What's the big deal? It must be that once the object becomes invalid to be used, it remains so, even though the reason why it was invalid is now corrected. And that's the concept of dichot. Once something is pushed away, it's pushed away. So just as over there, I see that once it becomes bent and bent backwards, then they can't be used again, even though they could be rectified. So so too, we should say the same thing here with the blackening of the cleat. Says the Gemara, it's not a proof. If there it was totally peeled off, it was damaged in a way that cannot be corrected. But if it could be corrected, maybe it'd be okay. Then we analyze further. It says that the coin entered into us or turned to his right. My time, what's the reason for turning to the right? And the, the question is, why did they put the stone on the right side? Tamar Ma'ar is a general rule. Whenever you make a turn, it should always be to the right. We have a source for this idea other, way, other places in Shas. Malcolm Hayyashram Amma, there was a place um, on the floor that was an Amma Ben Amma. Yeah, the passage is the coin takes from the dirt that will be on the floor. So if it wouldn't have added the word, the, the word that it should be on the floor, if it was just said that he should take dirt, maybe the coin could prepare the dirt outside of the Azara and just bring it in. In other words, as long as it entered in, it would be fine. You don't have to take the earth that was part of the floor that was on the Mishkan. to tell you otherwise, the Torah says, Bekarka HaMishkan, on the floor. Yibakarka HaMishkan, if only would have said, if it would if it would just said on the floor, and if it would not have said, that will be Yachub Yachub Kardumas, and I would say you should dig, you have to go dig to go get that dirt. In other words, if you didn't find loose dirt there, you would have to take, you know, a shovel and go to get some uh, earth, dig into it to get that will be. Meaning to say, that the Torah is including earth that wasn't always there. As long as it's temporarily placed there, even for a short time, that's good enough. Okay, it's out. If I don't find loser, yesham, if it's already there, I'll just use it. Vein sham, ten sham, just place something. Meaning to say, you don't have to go dig, you don't have to bring your shovel in and dig deep, just bring a little bit, just bring some dirt in from the outside, leave it there for a short time, and once it's there for a short time, then you can use it. So it's a bit of a compromise. It has to be that it was on the floor, but it doesn't have to be that it was always on that floor. The Gemara now brings that not everybody agrees to this. From the dirt that will be, no, he could prepare the dirt from outside and bring it in. He could, in fact, do that. The Pasuk, according to this Mandamar, doesn't say from the floor, uh, 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 from the floor itself. It first says that will be there. So basically, we're learning it's not so important that the earth be on the floor. So you could bring it in uh, without first putting it on the floor at all. Um, and the, when the pasuk goes on to say, and on the floor, he's when you It's not coming to say it had to be there, but it's coming to include that you could do the sota process in the places like Shiloh, Nov, and Givon. 
and in the base of Mikdash. In other words, there are different times where 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 there was no base on Mikdash, and different times where there was holy places in the Mishkan, um, or even if there was no actual uh, Mishkan, like but rather like Novin Gibbon, where it's just a public mizbeach. You would say maybe uh, it's too temporary; it cannot be used. And we're looking at the extra word here of floor, and we're saying that she could be given to drink even Shilu Novin Gibbon in the base of Mikdash. Um, so basically, what we're coming out is that according to this opinion, it's not important that the floor that the dirt be taken from the floor that was there. But rather, we are coming to say that it's coming to tell us something else. It's coming to tell us that the sota process can exist anytime there's a floor, even though it's a temporary type of floor, even though this is not the eternal base of Mikdash, you can still do the sota process. You don't need a possibility to say that, to include the uh, the base of Mikdash. Because obviously, so just as when you, in terms of a lenient tumma, the question of going in when you're tummah. And certainly, with the severe tumma of the married women, all the more so it should be that way. Certainly, the base of Mikdash should be equal to the Mishkan that uh, we should have. So in other words, it sounds like we're bringing a Pasuk to include the base of Mikdash. Like you would have said, no, it's only maybe in the time of Moshe, like the way the Mishkan was. But what about all these other times? And that, that's what we're including. No, even the even the uh, even 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 the base of Mikdash. And we're saying, what, what do you mean? Of course, that's obvious. If if if, if a Tumakala is no difference, it's always applies in the base of Mikdash. Similarly, Tumachamura, it always appears. In saying you should not bring the dirt from the outside. So basically, where you have to use the dirt of the base of the of the of the base of Mikdash. And if it wasn't there, you have to bring dirt from the outside and put it there for a short time and only then use it. So it comes out that there's a, basically to summarize there's a machlekes here in the Tanaim. If you can bring dirt and just bring it straight inside, or if you have to put the dirt first on the floor, leave it there for a short time and take it off. And the question is how to understand the, the, the karka mishkan. Is the Torah saying karka mishkan to say, no, the dirt had to be there? Or is the Torah saying karka mishkan for a different thing to tell me to include the karka of Shiloh, Novin, Gibbon, Beis, Olamim, and ultimately that ends in a machlekes.